All right, we're doing a, an off-schedule podcast um, all about the Spotify controversy because there's a lot of confusion flying around right now, and I wanted to clear a little bit of it up, offer some clarity. Um, you know, I'm not dogmatic one side or the other. I'm not a classic rocker boomer who's screaming that streaming has ruined the music industry, disregarding the decades worth of uh, major labels taking advantage of artists and, um, frankly, criminally screwing their artists out of um, any kind of royalty. Um, Completely disregarding that, but saying that streaming is the enemy now, even though it's more transparent than it's ever been in the history. So, uh, I'm not on that side, but I'm also not on the side that that um, you know music should be looked at as a commodity and that the product is Spotify and not music. I'm not on that side either. Um, you know, at the core of all streaming services is the music. Uh, without music, there's no streaming service. Um, you know, now Spotify's getting into the podcasting because they realize that you can't scale music. We're gonna get into that and what that means and why. Uh, but yeah, so let's, let's, let's step back. I'm not going to talk about the Joe Rogan, Neil Young situation. That's already been discussed ad nauseum. I wrote about it on Ari's take. You can read what I had to say about that. Or you can read the thousands of other, other think pieces out there (laughs) about the situation. I just listened to an hour long discussion, uh, with an ACLU attorney all about censorship and free speech and on and on and on. Uh, that's not what we're talking about today. We're talking about, well, should artists boycott Spotify? And and every couple years, there is uh, kind of this resurgence of the music industry versus the tech industry. This happens, quite frankly, more frequently than you're aware of. Um, it happens whenever, whenever there's a new service, like Twitch got into a battle with um, the music industry over licensing and rights and and all of that stuff. And, you know, way back in the day, it was YouTube, um, and then it was Facebook, and then it's um, Twitch, and, you know, all of that, TikTok, Instagram. It's just like the licensing and on and on and on. So, but streaming has kind of been there. And ever since it launched in the States, uh, you know, about a decade ago, just under a decade ago, ago actually, um, people have been saying that that stream is going to be the death of the music industry. Well, let's just step back a little bit and remember where we were at um, in 2014. Uh, that was the lowest point on record um, for the global recorded music industry it hit its peak in 1999, and then it plummeted down year over year. And of course, you know, initially it, the the recorded music industry was decimated by Napster, which started it all off. But the internet at large, um, and people just didn't want to spend eighteen dollars on a CD when they only wanted one song. So that was uh you know a solution for the issue that the labels were kind of taking advantage of the public and and the the product market fit wasn't quite there at the price point that they were listing it so in 2014 the music industry was on a death spiral now streaming single-handedly brought back the global recorded music industry 
year over year since 2014, the global music revenue has grown quite tremendously, quite a lot every year, uh, and it continues to grow. So let's not forget about that. Now, the labels, as you notice, are not uh, the ones on the front lines screaming against Spotify. They they appreciate the system. They're getting paid quite handsomely from Spotify. Now, let's discuss the indie artist perspective here because I'm an indie artist. You're probably an indie artist or a manager representing artists or everyone was once an indie artist. Uh, they are the backbone of this industry and right now more powerful than ever. A lot of people like to talk about the uh, per stream rate. Now, this argument and conversation has been going on since streaming launched. They're like, oh, you know, half a penny per stream. Now it's a third a penny per stream. And and it used to be a dollar per download or it used to be $20 per CD. And you can't compare streaming to sales. That's apples and oranges. So, yes, the... the um, Previously, if you had 10,000 fans who bought your album, and let's say they paid you $10 for your album and listened to it 10 times, you'd make $100,000. 10,000 fans times $10 album, $100,000. Now, if you have 10,000 fans who listen to your 10-track album 10 times, you only make about $3,500. Yikes. That, on its face, is like, yeah, see? See the problem? See the issue? Okay, but <laughs> what we're not talking about here is the other side of the argument that no one seems to be talking about for some reason. Previously, if you only had, let's say, 100 fans who bought your $10 album and listened to it 10 times, along with a million people who heard your song on the radio 10 times a month, you'd make $1,000 once and then no money a month because radio doesn't pay artists. Uh, so again, 100 fans bought your $10 album, you'd make $1,000, okay? But now, never before in history, but now, if you have 100 fans and a million listeners who are not fans, they're just listeners on Spotify, let's say, and they stream your song 10 times a month, you make $35,000 a month with only 100 fans. So it goes both ways. Now, how is that possible, you're asking? was like, well, we know, playlists. You can get a song in some hot playlists, whether they're official editorial or user-generated playlists, whatever, you get a song on some hot playlists um, and people could be listening to those playlists and you get paid for every single stream. Previously, you didn't get paid when your song was played on the radio. You still don't. Uh, songwriters do, but artists don't. So um, this is a, a different, this is a paradigm shift and, and you have to, you cannot compare apples to oranges here. So um for the people that are saying, well, streaming doesn't pay and, uh, you know, th it's a worse system now. Are you saying that those those artists that don't have a ton of fans but are making a decent living from their music, from their recorded music, they shouldn't be earning money from that? People are enjoying their music. They just they don't have, quote unquote, fans, ticket buying fans. Uh, maybe they got them. Maybe someday they will have fans. But right now they just, you know, have listeners. Is that wrong? Should they not be paid for their work? So you have to think about that. You, you can't look at the same way. You can't look at stream the same way you look at sales. And we're going to get into this a little bit later of, you know, yes, you can ask your fans. If you have real fans, you as artists, you can ask your fans 
to support you in many other ways other than streaming. Asking them to stream your song on Apple Music or Spotify or YouTube or whatever is probably not the best for your bottom line. They're going to do it anyways. If they're a fan, they're listening to your music on whatever streaming service they prefer, whether you tell them one or another or not, they're just going to choose the streaming service they use. So uh, telling them to stream your song, that's not the call to action you want to tell them. You want to tell them to buy a ticket to your show, buy your merch, back your crowdfunding campaign on Patreon or Kickstarter, Indiegogo, or buy your NFT if you're hip to the NFT world, or you know, buy your vinyl, uh, get VIP packages, whether they're in person or online. I interviewed a guy uh, who he was running live stream, uh, private live stream concerts, and fans were paying him $100 per ticket to kind of this VIP backstage live stream thing. And, and he was getting like 50 to 100 fans each time. And he's a total independent artist. Um, and uh, most people have not heard of him. People will pay you for VIP uh, experiences. And in, in person, that happens all the time. at shows, you know, prior to the show, all of that stuff. Um, ask him to buy exclusive releases on Bandcamp. Do some exclusive releases on Bandcamp that you're not putting on Spotify or anywhere else or demos or, or song ideas or just other kinds of exclusive releases. Um, you know, have them attend your ticketed live stream or your free live stream and ask you to tip and subscribe like on Twitch and stuff like that. Or ticketed live streams are, are real big right now, too, if you do have a fan base. So there's a lot of ways that artists can monetize their fan base. It's not really streaming. So let's talk about what the what the. The problem here is, and it really comes down to um, songwriters and how much they're making from streaming, and this is where the argument comes, but also the business model of streaming. So um, Spotify pays out about 70% of all its revenue, just under 70% of all its revenue to rights holders, to labels, artists, publishers, songwriters. So all the money that comes in Spotify and Apple, mind you, they pay out 70%. So they're keeping essentially a 30% commission from doing the service. Now, Apple has always kept that 30% commission. If you remember the iTunes days when you sold a, a single for a dollar, uh, you would get 70 cents on that dollar. Apple kept 30%. Not to mention your distributor's fee or commission or, or labels commission or anything like that. Um, so the um, they're keeping 30%. So let's talk about whether that's fair or not. Now, YouTube keeps 45%, way more than than Spotify or Apple Music. Um, but for some reason, we don't talk about YouTube as, as often as we do Spotify. I don't know why. YouTube is more popular. There are more users of YouTube. And YouTube is keeping 45% of all the revenue that comes in and is only paying rights holders 55%. Now, I don't know why we're not screaming about YouTube. But anyway, um, so uh, Spotify pays out 70% of all of its money. Now, the issue, though, is that most of that money goes to labels. About four to five times the amount of that 70% goes to labels. So really what it breaks down to is I think it's 52%. These numbers are here. 52% of Spotify's earnings go straight to record labels, distributors, you know, the artists, that, that side of it. Um, and only 15% now, uh, go to publishers and songwriters. So, you know, that's, uh, 67% total. So Spotify is keeping 70 or I'm excuse me, 33%. 
Um, so yeah, labels and artists are making four to five times what songwriters and publishers are making. Now, I don't think that's right. I think that songwriters and publishers should earn the exact same amount that labels and artists are earning. Uh, just like in sync, when you get a song synced on a TV show or movie or video game or whatever, that's the standard split, 50-50. 50% of all the money goes to the master rights holders. That's typically the label or the artist. And 50% of the money goes to whoever controls or owns the rights to the song, the composition. And that's typically publishers and, and songwriters. 50-50. That's what it should be. It should be 50-50 split for streaming too. However, the challenge is, all right, Spotify is paying out 52% to labels. Uh, David Israelite in the NMPA, the National Music Publishers Association, he's the most vocal about this and is always in court, and and, and we're going to discuss some of his advocacy work. Um, I know David. Um, he's saying, yes, 50-50, but he's also saying Spotify should pay out 50% to songwriters. Great. But they should also pay the labels still 52%. Now let's do let's do some quick math. I'm not great at math, but but this one I can figure out. 52% to labels plus 50% to publishers equals 102% of Spotify's total revenue. So, uh, how does that work? That all the money that comes into Spotify, they actually have to pay out more than they're taking in. I don't understand this business model now. So <laughs> we have to break this down. It's like okay. What is realistic here? Now, all this ire and this anger against Spotify was just like, why isn't it directed at the major labels? Literally, the labels could single-handedly get songwriters paid uh, two, three times more than what they're earning right now. All they have to do is just say, hey, guess what? We're going to make less money. But of course, the labels are not going to want that. They don't want to make less money. Now, as an artist, as an independent artist, um, yeah, I write my own songs, I distribute, I record the own music. So it's like whether I'm getting 50% of the money to this my artist side or 50% of the songwriter side, that doesn't really make a difference. And most people out there probably doesn't make a difference. Who it really doesn't make does make a difference to are the are the the hundreds of professional songwriters who are struggling to make a living writing songs for other artists because they don't have an artist career. They can't sell their fans t-shirts. They can't go on tour and sell tickets or, or any of that kind of stuff. Now, they should be getting paid more. Full stop. Songwriters deserve to be paid more. Absolutely. So, but how? How, how, how does this work? What is this equation here? Again, the NMPA says 50-50 split. I agree. It should be a 50-50 split. They say that Spotify should pay out 50% of their total revenue to songwriters. That's not realistic, though. Let's let's be realistic here. Um, you know, if Spotify pays out 70% of its total revenue like it does now, sure. Let's have 35% go to the labels and 35% go to publishers. Boom. Problem solved. Except the labels are never going to go for that. So let's just like, <laughs> uh, let's not pretend here that this is about something else. Now, I want to get to something else that too many people are not talking about. And that is how many people in this new economy are earning a, a living, frankly, but earning a good amount of money from Spotify royalties alone. Now, in 2020, Spotify released its number. I'm sorry, in 2021, Spotify released its 2020 numbers of the number of artists. Um who earned a certain 
amount in in that one year. So they said that over 42,000 artists earned over $10,000 in one year. And that's just Spotify royalties. So let's let's break that down. Tell me in history when 42,000 artists have earned over $10,000 from recorded music. That's a big deal to me. Now, a lot of people are like 42,000. Well, there's 8 million artists on Spotify. Yeah. But there's also fart noises on Spotify and someone could literally record themselves burping and upload it to Spotify. You think they deserve part of the the money that comes from Spotify? Maybe. But like if they don't have any listeners, then no, they don't deserve it. Um but let's get back to the point of over 13,000 artists made $50,000 in one year. 13,000 artists made over $50,000 in one year. That goes up. 8,000 artists made $100,000. 2,000 artists made a half a million dollars in one year. And about 1,000 artists made over a million dollars in just Spotify royalties in one year. If we go to the other end of the spectrum, 184,000 artists made over $1,000 in Spotify royalties in one year. So the, the misnomer that Spotify doesn't pay, that's just not... That's not true. That's that's not true. Spotify does pay. And like I discussed way at the beginning, um, a lot of these artists don't have these ticket-buying fans. Some of them do, but some of them don't. And they're still earning from their music. It's just a different equation right now. So to me, that's, that's really great that there are 42,000 artists making $10,000 in one year just from Spotify royalties alone. I've d- talked to artists, independent artists, who Spotify has single-handedly changed their lives, enabled them to quit their day job. So it's like, you know, I've been I'm reading these articles all over the internet of of artists that are screaming about the low payment rates and stuff like that, and it's only a third of a penny per stream. Yeah, yeah, that's true, but like, and and they're like, wow, I've never spoken to an independent artist where Spotify has made their lives better. I have. If you listen to this podcast, you listen to the show. I've interviewed a lot of them. Verite was on the show. Uh, she she straight up said uh, the narrative that streaming doesn't pay isn't completely true. She has over 350 million Spotify streams. She's an independent artist. She keeps all that money herself. Um, you know, Lucidius, who many of you know if you've been following me for a while, he makes around fifteen to twenty thousand dollars a month just from streaming revenue. Totally independent artist. Oh, and by the way, he's not really on any official Spotify playlist. Actually, he's not on any official editorial playlist. So um, there are actually quite a few artists out there. You're not hearing from them, though. They're not the ones that get the ink. It's more attractive. It's sexier for these articles to interview artists that scream about how Spotify's taken advantage of them when really... Uh, let's let's also go back in history and discuss the, the math a little bit because, okay, how much... Did record stores take back in the day? Um, if there was a CD that was sold to the record store by their label for $10, that's wholesale, the record store, we're talking at the peak of the industry, 99, they were selling that CD for $18. So the record store was keeping 45% of that sale. Spotify is only keeping 30%. So let's just remember that here. Now let's talk what songwriters earned back in the heyday, the glory days of the music industry back in 1999. Um, For a 10-song album and a songwriter that wrote every song on that album, uh, they were making around $0.09 
per song. So you multiply that by 10 songs. So it's 90 cents they're making for that that CD sale. Uh, for an $18 CD, they would make 5% of that total sale. Now they're making about 15% of the total money made. Should it be more? Sure. Yes. But in 99, they were making 5% of that total sale. So let's get some perspective here. Where's the glory days that you're talking about? How was the CD industry better for songwriters? Now, I they were still getting paid for radio like they're getting paid for radio now. Um, so I would love to sit down and have a conversation with these songwriters and, and artists and the publishers and Spotify and everybody. And like, actually, let's just like discuss the facts here for a minute. Let's discuss some music history and let's discuss what's actually happening because I never before in the history of the music industry could independent musicians, artists, songwriters actually make money from the recorded music at this scale without the permission of record labels. I think a lot of this and are the labels and the publishers feeling that they're losing control as in they don't get to make these executive decisions of who gets to succeed and who doesn't. They don't like not having that full control. Now, anyone can upload a song to the internet and they can make money from it. I, I profiled this ad nauseum on Ari's take and in the podcast of, of all of the times that this has happened um, where artists are making tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars on, on the streaming revenue uh, independently because they they got to distribute their songs and their music by themselves independently and uh, never before these artists probably wouldn't have succeeded 10 20 30 years ago so this new music industry is is better for some let's acknowledge that please can we acknowledge that please it's better for some and yes it is worse for others believe me i don't i'm not blessed by the spotify god so anyone who's like oh you're a shill for spotify absolutely not I, spotify has not blessed me or my music okay i have fans they buy tickets to my shows and they bought my merch and da 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 da. But I'm not any on any official Spotify playlist, so uh, my Spotify numbers are negligible in comparison. Um, no, I'm not on on playlists. So yeah, it's not like I'm actually speaking against the, my own interests here when I when I'm discussing this. But I understand, I understand where we're at as an industry, and I understand the future, and I understand that I have the ability to monetize my audience in many other ways other than just getting them to stream my music. So yeah, it's better for some, it's worse for others. Now, again, you cannot look at the same way streaming, you can't look at streaming the same way you looked at sales. All right, so whenever anyone is having this conversation and they, uh, please just set them straight, I wrote a whole article about this. Uh, it's just called Should Artists Boycott Spotify on Ari's Take. Uh, I break this down. There's some graphs in there showing how much money Spotify's paid each each year. Or, sorry, uh, how much money Spotify paid in 2020, one, art, one year, uh, all the various number of artists. Um, and there's some other quotes there and, and all of that stuff. So uh, this is a great conversation we should be having. We should be holding everyone accountable, including Spotify, and the labels, and publishers, and we just need a solid understanding and foundation of the facts here. Okay, hopefully this was helpful. Have a great week.